OTB Sports Rugby. Everyone in the world thinks Ireland should win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you pick the combined side, who'd get in from Wales? Jeez, I don't, no, no one, I don't think. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. I just wonder as well, Brian, because they had players at the World Cup, but players who are key for their own country. So, Hyung Min Son for South Korea, such an important player. Harry Kane for England, Bentancur for Uruguay. You know, these players who probably had a lot weighing on their minds going into the World Cup. Now the World Cup's in the distance a bit. Do you think that's maybe why we're starting to see Tottenham start to get a little bit better? Well, you could be right. It's an interesting theory. I I think that certainly a lot of the players that played at the World Cup haven't been in great form since they come back. You couldn't put Hardy Kane into that category. But, um, you know, the likes of Marrero, Romero, who was sent off today, he hasn't been good, I think, in recent matches. Hugo Lloris hasn't been particularly good. Eric Doyle has been steady. I think Ben Davies, another one that was at the World Cup, has been you know, very quite steady for Spurs when he's played. He's not always been the starting team. Uh, Perisic, an awful lot of players who went, and uh, you know there had to be some. A fallout from having so many players at the World Cup from some countries didn't do as well as they would have hoped others did better than they expected others would have been a bit disappointed how it finished for them so when the players come back into the rhythm of the club game I'm sure it's taken them time to get going so maybe that is a part of it but sports have a they have a fair old squad of players there's been a lot of investment in the team a lot of chopping and changing since Antonio Conte has come in lack of consistency in performances and results as well but today is a big result a big boost for them and they did it without their two new signings Pedro Porro and Don Juma both stayed on the bench Richardson didn't get off the bench either so that's something as well that Tottenham supporters are probably quite happy about yeah I, I, I think that you know they, they'd be hoped that Richardson has a, he's got a couple of goals early on but he's not really played he's been injured and you know he came back injured from the World Cup He's not got into a flow with the team. A lot expected from him. A substantial investment, over 50 million. You'd be expecting to get some return from him. But he hasn't done enough. Kulishevsky's out injured for a long time. He's come back into the team now. He's playing very well. The front three, I thought the front three were very, very good today. But they have got options. Danjuma scored scored a fair number of goals for, for, for Villarreal was in Bournemouth before, scored, I think he got 26, 27 goals in the championship for for uh, for Bournemouth when he was here before. But, but I don't see either of them else in the front three on today's form, but it gives them a bit of depth and squad in terms of keeping going in the cup, in the Champions League and in the league itself. They, they, they need a depth and squad, that's for sure. Matt Doherty went out, unfortunately, this week from an Irish point of view. He left the club, went to Atletico, don't know how long he's going to play there. But the big, big performance today from Emerson Royale, who's been one who hasn't played well this season. The, the manager wanted someone to replace him. He signed Porro and Royale responds with a game like that today. Newcastle in fourth position, but they're inexperienced in this kind of a situation. And Eddie Howe is certainly inexperienced in this kind of situation. You might give Tottenham the edge, do you think, with Antonio Conte and a lot of experienced players and a goal scorer like Harry Kane, the team who, of course, beat that uh, Jimmy Gray's record today. Um, Newcastle are having an exceptional season. Um, just last couple of matches, it's not been so good for them. See, uh, opposition starting to find out how to deal to, to play against them West Ham very dogged yesterday and deserved a result in getting a draw but they've been very good this year Newcastle it is new for them as you said have they got the depth of squad uh, to stay in it 
they don't have the problem of European football, which is a, which you know. I mean, Spurs have to play Milan. They can, may still be in European competition. They may not after those two games. But I think that's a bit of advantage that Newcastle have on it. But look, Spurs have just got to do their stuff. The fact that Chelsea and and uh, Liverpool are a good bit behind them, I think that's a bit of a relief for them. That it may well come down to Spurs and, and and Newcastle about the Champions League spot, and they need to do that. I mean, if Harry Kane is going to stay at the end of this season. You know, I think Spurs have to be in the Champions League next year or Kane will go. Manchester City reigning Premier League champions, Brian. They haven't really played like champions this season, would it be fair to say? And there seems to be an awful lot of messing around with tactics and formations with Pep Guardiola, you know, even more so than he normally would in a season. <laughs> well, it, just, it just feels like when you look at Arsenal, you know what team he's going to be picking every week, you know what formation they're going to play. Whereas there seems to be so much messing around with Pep Guardiola that it's starting to maybe harm the players and their performances? Well, you know, he, he took, there was obviously a risk this year, he let Zinchenko go and, and Jesus go to one of the teams who he probably felt weren't going to really challenge him. He, I don't think he'd let them go to Arsenal if he thought Arsenal were going to be up there at the top. So that hasn't worked out so well. Um, Cancelo has gone this week. You could say, well, it's part of the revitalisation of the team and the renewing of the team. When you look back at other players going, Aguero and uh, Fernandino and Torres and Sané, and you know, lots of players have been moved on most of the time seamlessly. But just at the moment, it doesn't seem so seamless. They seem more vulnerable. I don't think that's the best defensive setup that they played today. They were very, I said in the commentary today, they were ragging, and they were ragging. Mm. Ake and, and, and Kanji were bullied at times by Kayan. Kuliszewski, that, that problem in the first half. This is probably one of the few times we've seen someone expose this one of, you play the full-back in the middle of the field to give you the overload, but when he's not there, can someone punish you? And I think Spurs exploited that very well today. So, But he's a problem solver. He, he kind of Sometimes he seems to look for problems where there aren't any. Yeah. But at the same time, Pep, he's an absolutely brilliant manager. Um, I think he, he's... A, He's he's have his hands full now to turn this around because you know today is the fee with Arsenal having lost yesterday it was a great opportunity to narrow that gap and also the fact that there was a, uh, they had a match they had a match in hand as well Arsenal so you know they lost that little bit today by not making up some ground so uh, yeah, it doesn't you know, seem very city like when. Arsenal dropped points like that against Everton. Yeah. You would have expected City to, you know, even make some sort of game. That's right. But the Haaland one, I think, is an interesting one now. He was stifled today by Spurs. Did a great job. Didn't get a clear-cut chance at all in the match. Uh, wasn't the rampaging centre-forward that we've seen with scoring the frequent hat-tricks, even last week's hat-trick. Today, Spurs dealt with him very well. And this is a new... It's a different problem now. They have one of the best probably three centre-forwards in Europe you, you probably uh, if you look Harry Kane has to be up there and the Napoli centre-forward um, you know they're the best three I think but but are they, they're not getting the best out of the rest of the players with, with um, Haaland in the team at the moment and, and De Bruyne today was a shadow of himself when he came on greatest I thought played well uh, Bernardo Silva didn't he looked at and I pointed out at times in the first half how slow they were got, they were to retreat and get back and Rodri was getting isolated with two or three defenders in sport other teams will 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 cause them similar problems unless I think he needs to revitalise the midfield area as well just like Liverpool so 
when you look at that uh, Arsenal Man City game in 10 days' time, do you think that uh, Mikel Arteta, the Arsenal manager, will be feeling quite hopeful after watching that performance by his rivals Man City today? I would think so. Arsenal have, you know, uh, they got done yesterday, but it was a tough game and uh, there wasn't too much wrong with how they played, didn't make as many chances. The the aggression that, that Everton played with dis- disrupted them, as we saw with Spurs, the aggression they played with disrupted Manchester City. They usually get over that. Arsenal didn't get over it yesterday, but I think the speed and energy and flow that they've played with so far this season, looking at that performance today, that I would think that Arteta would have been pleased by what he saw. But I, I, again, you can never predict Pep's team. I didn't predict that team today, certainly before the match. Walker comes back into the side. I didn't think he had a good game today. But, you, you know, what will he come up with? By that time, is there probably only one game before then? Is there before the, the only um, one match they played Villa? One match City play Villa before, before that, so you know we love it time. But I think he's got to look at his defence. I, I don't think they're the best, the best players that he had, and he's got to look at the Lewis one in terms of if, you, if you, is he a left back or is he a right back, and where is he going to play? Rather than letting them play around the middle of the field, and and then the other three are not able to cope with the attack. Well, they weren't able to cope with Spurs attacking players today. Um, Villa will cause some problems because they're very well coached side now uh, under Emery and you know, it'll be an interesting game when it comes about but uh, certainly yep. today Makes for an interesting suppose. finish to the season Brian I think Yeah well we're, we're a good bit away from the finish yeah, but yep. it's an interesting it's an interesting stage we're, <laughs> we're at now where there's so many you know where say four of them the top four from last year are all all in a much different position than where they were at this time last year City as the winners um, Liverpool as the runners up Spores, yeah, you know, a bit further off it, um, and you know, you, you you're looking at, um, saying things have changed a bit yeah. this year. Chelsea, the other one, they're all in a, a much different place than they were last year, and it's allowed Arsenal to go for the gap and get that little lead they have. But have they got the ability? Have they got the experience? I think they have the desire to go on and win it now, and the weaknesses of the others give them that opportunity to do it. Just to ask you finally and briefly, Brian, uh, we did note yesterday the team sheet came out, Wolves against Liverpool. It was a win for Wolves, a very impressive one for them as they try and battle out of relegation. But from an Irish perspective, not great to see Nathan Collins left on the bench. Yeah, I, I noticed that myself last night and watched the highlights of Wolves' performance, excellent performance, beating Liverpool 3 nothing, And it, it was, I mean... You know, the, the the general perception here has been that Collins has been very good for Wolves, even when the team wasn't doing so well before uh, Lepetegui came in. And now the manager has made, he seemed like he was quite determined to get Dawson in there to play with Kilman. Kilman's relatively inexperienced player as well. I mean, he's been around Wolves for a good while, but hasn't always been in the team when the likes of uh, Cody were there. But, uh, yeah, it's a bit, a bit disappointing to see Nathan Cole. But I'm sure he'll get lots more chances and uh, he has he's great qualities. He's a young lad. I didn't see him making that many mis- mistakes in matches that caused him goals. I have to say that recently. Um, there's a lot of responsibility on him there. But we, we'll see how that one develops. Dawson's a good, honest-to-goodness, old-style 
centre half defender. I discussed with you earlier on our way over about him today. You know that he has deficiencies that can be exploited when he get, if he's up the pitch a bit, he doesn't have the pace to get back in behind. Collins, that his pace is not his best asset by any means. So you know they're probably looking at Dawson, giving him a little bit more experience in there with Kilman in the short term. But I'm sure there'll be game time, plenty of game time for Collins. He's a very promising player. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, Stephen. Great day.